0: topics discussed are for educational purposes only. Now welcome, Integrative Dietitian's Allie Miller and her co-host Becky Yu.
1: Welcome to the Naturally Nourished podcast. You are joining us at episode 65 and I think this is going to be a really fun one. This is Becky here with Allie. Hey everyone. And today we are talking all about nutrition and wellness trends. So we're going to review a couple of trends from this past year and give you our analysis of what's staying, what's going, and what's gonna be the real next big thing in 2018 in the health and wellness sphere.
2: Yes, it's always so interesting (laughs) to see what people gravitate towards and how the health and wellness industry shifts from year to year. A lot of the trends we're going to talk about have been around for a while and aren't going anywhere. But there are others that I'd like to see never have existed and get the heck out of the way onward with 2018.
1: (laughs) Yes, I totally agree. But before we get into all of that, Allie, what are your updates?
2: Well, let's see. Goodness. Um, I mean, the biggest thing, well, we had a a successful holiday. Um, I had like nonstop guests literally the entire month of December. We had guests every weekend and uh I did two carb cycles, uh, one with homemade peanut butter cookies that I'm putting in the anti-anxiety diet, and they are amazing. They actually were only 8 to 10 grams, depending on how big you scoop the cookie (laughs) per cookie. So I had to have two and a half to get to my (laughs) minimum threshold. Um, But we had some really fun dishes and good celebratory time Stella had her first season of real awareness of the holiday season so she cried on Santa's lap and said ho 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 a lot oh my gosh (laughs) and a lot of uh stroller walks in uh looking at lights and it snowed in Austin so all, all sorts of cool things
1: yeah we got snow here too
2: how about you Becky what's going on in your world
1: You know, just just doing my thing, Allie.
2: Returning back (laughs) from being a world traveler, perhaps?
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Just getting back into the swing of things after about two weeks in Vietnam and Tokyo. um, And some carb cycling in there for sure. (laughs) All things rice. Had to do it, but a pretty active nonstop trip. So I'm ready to be home cool cool
2: and before we get on to today's topic of forecasting nutrition and functional medicine trends I wanted to let you all know as almost a final push I think that that we will have one more final push as far as you podcast listeners are concerned but our virtual ketosis program is filling up in fact you know Cheater, we do pre record, so it could be full by the time this plays, but it's darn going to be close to full by the time you hear this. And um, remember that you can use the code KETO, K E T O, 2018, and go to alliemillerrd.com check out the books and programs tab and that's where you'll see information on our virtual ketosis program so it includes six live classes by yours truly and becky's there too and uh, they go for about an hour and 15 hour and a half in length and we take live questions and the curriculum really takes ketosis to the next level so whether you are new to high fat low carb lifestyle whether you're just intrigued and interested in what this whole keto thing is all about or whether you have been fat fueled and adapted for years this is an awesome program that i highly recommend all of you experiencing because we incorporate things like leaky gut we incorporate things like adrenal fatigue and what is the hpa access we incorporate things like dysbiosis and the microbiome so it takes the elements of ketosis and how your body can use fat as fuel and then layers in advanced functional medicine it's an awesome investment to really claim your body for 2018 and for $199 you get access to the six live classes our private facebook group and two ebooks the Eat Fat Get Skinny eBook, which has 50-plus recipes, and the Ketogenic Kickstart, which has all sorts of research references, up-to-date medical information and literature, and my protocol of how you can apply or basically how you get keto-adapted or ketogenic. Um, So all of that for $199, and if you use the code KETO2018, you get 50 bucks off so we're only talking 149 so awesome thing and I think this airs after the holidays but you know you could still get it for a gift as a loved one for a loved one as well
1: awesome so we're going to jump right in because today I want to get through 10 trends I know that's a little ambitious but 10 (laughs) for um, sure we either love and want to see more of or we hate them and we want to see them disappear for good Um, So ready for the first one? Let's do it, girl. All right. So I want to combine a couple of trending superfoods here and talk about doctored up lattes. So we've seen matcha lattes, turmeric lattes, lattes with mushroom powder, collagen, adaptogens added, really all kinds of things getting added to coffee, tea, or just brewed on their own as a morning beverage. What do you think about the doctored up lattes?
2: so i think in general thumbs up awesome (laughs) i'll try to rate them can we do something cooler than thumbs up i don't know but anyway like (laughs) plus one or whatever (laughs) high five um so i i think that this is a win in general and you know they have maybe not made it into all coffee shops but they're getting trendier and definitely like in austin out here we have picnic which started as a coffee trailer and they really started as you know the butter coffee the butter coffee or if you call it bulletproof coffee uh trailer and they sold bone broth and now they're this whole concept and um yes i I think it's in general a, a beneficial thing you know that I'm a huge fan of anything that incorporates matcha because of the L-theanine, which is a fabulous modulator for our neuro neurotransmitters. So really helps with mood stability, creating concentration and focus without agitation and anxiety and l-theanine is significantly higher in the ground up green tea powder of matcha which is grown in a certain way uh, with shade which actually encourages more l-theanine production than full sunlight like a green tea leaf would be grown so big fan of matcha Um, I am personally not a fan of the, what are they called? Becky the brand, like the Chaga and the different mushroom powders. There's Mm. five Sigmatic, four something Sigmatic. Four
1: Sigmatic, yep.
2: Yeah. I'm not a fan of them because I've not found one of them that doesn't have Stevia. And there could be one that exists. But I believe all of the ones that I have seen in at least the tear packs have Stevia or Reb A. And you guys all know maybe you don't but I'm really just not into non-caloric sweeteners it leaves a really bad taste in my mouth so beyond even the like Pavlov's dog effect of tasting sweet and not getting sugar I don't like the taste Um, so I am not a fan of those but not because of the concept just on a profile of flavor per se I prefer to take my mushroom adaptogens in a capsulated form Um, so that's just me Um, But I love the matcha. I love adding turmeric to your lattes. And I think it's a great way to rev up your morning and turn your morning ritual into a way to pack in also antioxidants and supportive compounds for your body. Another thing you can think of doing to just your plain old coffee is adding a sprinkle of cinnamon, adding in your coconut oil and some grass-fed butter, and follow our recipe for our cinnamon keto coffee. So really simple ingredients that you have at home that may not sound as exotic, but a great way to doctor things up and still boost your metabolism and teach your body to use fat as fuel and also balance your blood sugar levels
1: throughout the day. Awesome. So I hope this trend doesn't go anywhere because, you know, I really enjoy my matcha latte and yeah. <laughs> I make it at home anyway. So whether it's trendy or not, I'm going to keep doing it. It's, it's happening. So we yep. will put links in our show notes
2: to our matcha latte, that cinnamon keto coffee. And then of course, also our golden turmeric latte, which is a great caffeine free option to still use that fat as fuel and get the antioxidants.
1: Awesome. And then just as a follow-up, Allie, what superfood do you think is going to be the biggest buzz in 2018?
2: So I thought about this as I was like cheating on our show notes and what to put in here. And I can't think of a vegetable that's going to trend. Like I was thinking maybe collard greens um, because they haven't really gotten a big buzz. And, you know, kale is kind of already done its thing. Cauliflower and Brussels sprouts have had their time to shine. I thought seaweed could be a thing, so potentially like nori sheets, kombu. I know nori sheets are definitely like getting out there as far as they're now even at Costco as a snack
0: mm-hmm. uh, and an
2: option, but maybe taking that a step further into like sea vegetables. See, when you don't call them seaweed, it just sounds nicer. So, <laughs> sea vegetables as a plethora of an area of expansion because they can be super mineral rich, a great source of iodine, very tonifying for the thyroid. And then the other thought was potentially collard greens, because I think that those have a fun Southern flair and the whole Southern food and and kind of resetting some of those recipes has been very trending. But beyond that, I think that we're going to see more and more adaptogens hitting the market. So maybe more maca, maybe more cordyceps, um, perhaps in different powdered forms and different recipes and superfoods. Cacao, of course, is beyond out there, but that's because it's, you know, turns into chocolate and, you know, (laughs) it's delicious. Um, but, but I think we'll start to see some adaptogens and then maybe some playful influence with different heirloom greens and maybe sea veggies.
1: Awesome. All right. So next one, I know I already know how we feel about this, um, but just for our, our listeners purpose. So bone broth, um, we know it's a do for us. Let's talk about do's and don'ts as well as the why and do you think it's sticking around because i do
2: i hope it does yeah so (laughs) thumbs up to bone broth for sure obviously and i think we could do an entire episode we probably should on problem solving bone broth as far as making in your kitchen and that is going to be the most therapeutic version is if you can actually start with bones that you roast whether you roast the bones with the meat on the bones like roasting a whole chicken or roasting marrow bones either way you want to roast the bones to help to start to break down the collagen in there and then you're going to add them to a stock pot likely with uh, other mirepoix ingredients like carrots onion and celery and then honestly I put a lot of kitchen scraps in there in addition to this and I just keep a freezer Ziploc bag throughout the week and then I add turmeric root. You wanna always add a little bit of apple cider vinegar to help to leach some of the minerals out of the bone and also help to leach some uh, gelatin in additional uh, delivery of collagen, which is really great for hair, skin, and nails, so connective tissue. Also, as we add in the gelatin, that's much more therapeutic for bone and joint and cartilage, as well as our gut. So it's really a facelift for the gut. It lines and seals our intestinal epithelial cells. And so these gut cells or enterocytes are actually fueled and fed by a nutrient called glutamine. And glutamine is very abundant in bone broth. So glutamine is a fuel source and building block to these gut cells. And it really helps to, like I said, kind of seal with that collagen and gelatin and then fuel gut restoration. So when we're talking about things like food sensitivities and autoimmune disease and leaky gut Bone broth is one of the best fixes to resolve all of those problems. And so not only do we want to avoid inflammatory foods, we also need to kind of seal the tank, if you will, with addition of consumption of bone broth. So, so many things. Also can help with sleep and relaxation. And again, could be its own episode. But tons of benefits. Definitely recommend incorporating it regularly and that means like five times a week about six to eight ounces sipped on in a mug or incorporated into recipes throughout your day best is homemade as i said we will for sure put a link to our bone broth recipe in the show notes buy a copy if you don't have it yet of the naturally nourished cookbook we have a chicken and beef bone broth recipe in there we also have bone broth three ways where we soup it up if you will <laughs> as a quick kind of meal in a mug and do fun things like a golden bone broth with turmeric and ghee so all sorts of great things in there and then if you don't have the time and it's not possible to make from scratch some of my favorite brands are Bonafide provisions and epic And then if you must, um, or if you need an option for travel, if you travel a lot, I do like the option of the powdered bone broth by Vital Proteins. You can check out on our shop page on the website, there's a click through to shopping all things uh, Vital Proteins, and that's where you can get collagen and gelatin, but also they have individual stick packs of bone broth, so if you're traveling, you can just use heated water, like at a... Um, hot water dispenser and add your stick of your bone broth and it's substantially more therapeutic than Lipton. (laughs) And uh, you're going to get that uh, influence of the collagen and gelatin and a little bit of that L-glutamine.
1: Yeah, those stick packs are amazing and they are always a lifesaver for me on my travels because you cannot find bone broth and collagen in Vietnam.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. As much pho as you have. Um, But yeah, (laughs) you know, and Honestly, I tend to fast more when I travel just because food is not as readily available. So I love as travel snacks, um, options like that. So I actually travel with the collagen sticks and the bone broth sticks. And then also for sure the Trader Joe's coconut oil, uh, because it's just really great kind of things to be able to hold me over.
1: Yes. I love that. Um, and I just want to plug in here. We would stay away from the, um, the prepackaged shelf stable bone broth so so those i hope are on their way out yeah. Because if it's shelf-stable, it's not really going to contain any of those compounds, right? Right. Sneaky, sneaky
2: marketing. And, you know, well, it's the way that they pasteurize it when they're those vacuum sealed packs. They're ultra heat pasteurized. Now, Epic is creating their bone broth to be shelf-stable, but they're doing more old school canning with that, which, you know, also some small farms do out in Austin here. And so shelf-stable sometimes can be okay, but it really depends on how they are stabilizing it if it's old school canning versus ultra heat pasteurization that's going to really denature a lot of the particles
1: and then you lose a lot of the nutritional value awesome okay so on to our next trend and we've been known to have an opinion on this one as well so i don't know if this is anything new Um, but i think it's safe to say that juicing and juice cleanses are kind of on a downward trend or, or on their way out yes for sure I think that you know juice bars
2: serve their purpose, and it can be a benefit to get a rush or boost of antioxidants and some vitamins, but a lot of vitamins are fat-soluble, and so if you have them in just the form of pure juice, you're not going to be able to absorb or use those nutrients unless they're paired with fats, which smoothies do a great job of incorporating fats by adding things like avocado or coconut oil or coconut milk or nuts and using nuts to create a nut butter or a a fuller fat nut milk. So incorporating fat into your liquid nutritional delivery is a great philosophy for both bioavailable nutrients but also balancing out your blood sugar levels. If you just have pure juice, often that's like lighter fluid to your blood sugar which creates a huge spike followed by a huge crash. And beyond that, you are not going to be detoxifying with a juice cleanse. Not only do you get a spike and drop of blood sugar, but you're also losing out on a lot of fiber. And fiber is a huge piece of the puzzle as far as detoxification. Fiber helps to conjugate or basically gather and create like this gummy pull of toxins, especially in the colon as it helps with bowel motility. And then a lot of the nutrients that actually support detoxification on a biochemical level are animal-based, right? Dun, dun, dun. Um, So as recovering vegans, you know, I think that that's a huge aha when you learn about the nutrients involved, as you learn about enzymes like superoxide dismutase and cytochrome P450 and the different biomechanics that occur in the liver and kidneys and how those require different compounds that are in higher bioavailability in animal form, even things like CoQ10, which are going to be seen in oysters and grass-fed beef and things like that. So we definitely miss out on, of course, animal products in a juice cleanse. We also miss out on a lot of cruciferous vegetables. So maybe there will be kale in a juice, but definitely not common to see things like cauliflower or your alien family of shallots, onions, garlic, leeks. So a lot of those sulfur-containing compounds, Brussels sprouts um, and, and such, are first off more bioavailable when combined with fat like in sautéing and cooking right and then also we're just not juicing those foods and we're definitely missing out on amino acids and amino acids not only are found in protein which i mentioned other protein compounds to help detox but if you don't get amino acids during a cleanse you're going to go into high level muscle wasting and so if you lose any weight you're losing weight from your body mass of your lean mass and that's going to slow your metabolism so anti thumbs down for a juice cleanse especially something that lasts more than a day of juice or even period incorporating a juice like a all green juice or 80 20 juice to fruit ratio or even 90 10 better would be acceptable but I'd want you to pair that juice with nuts and if you're going to do a detox, you want to use real food, you want to chew, you want to use biological protein, and it needs to be supported with therapeutic supplements to actually upregulate that detox process.
1: Yes, yeah, so I'm hoping that, you know, detox as a trend that can stay in, and I'm hoping that people are more tending toward these nutritionally supported detoxes that we're talking about that have sound evidence behind them. Um, so we have our naturally nourished detox and I just wanted to plug this in because we're running a special, we still have a couple of our discounted supplement packs left. Um, if you've listened on private or on prior episodes, excuse me, it's detox 50 as the code and that is 50% off through, I think when this airs, it'll be through tomorrow. Um, so get on over to our website and check that out. But our our detox is a 10-day program and it works like a bell curve to start to pull out some of the pro-inflammatory foods and you'll slowly add things in that are going to be those sulfur-containing amino acids We're working with a supplement pack twice daily or more to support that phase two of detox. So not just getting the phase one of kind of stirring up the toxins, but actually getting the excretion piece from the body as well.
2: Absolutely, and taking that a step further i I think that it's important, like you said, oh oh oh, please say your
1: bath thing, Becky, I like it <laughs> oh, it's like um, taking a bath in dirty water if you don't support your phase two,
2: yes, I love that, so if you're just doing the juice cleanse and you're not doing the phase two supportive nutrients, which again is in a lot of animal proteins and sulfur containing compounds definitely seen in our supplement packs which are heavy three to two ratio of phase two enzymes one supporter for liver gallbladder one antioxidant blend um you know you really want to support the encapsulation and excretion pathway and the code just to correct in case you guys are listening is detox now 50 but we'll put that in the show notes Mm -hmm. no problem (laughs) i just want to make sure i've had some people email being like i put in this code it didn't work so it's detox now 50 and the reason why it's now is that The packs that we are selling at 50% off, which the retail is 106 so we're selling them at 50% off, you get two plus cleanses per pack, and um, they do expire in August of 2018, but we want you to detox quarterly, so it's more than enough time to get in a cleanse, either for you and a partner, and that would spend the pack in January, or for yourself in January, and also in April or May, or even upwards
1: through August. Awesome. So now on to kind of a weird trend, and I don't think I would call it a health trend, but I do want to talk about it. So this mermaid food and unicorn (laughs) food, I haven't eaten it, so I can't really speak to this from experience, but I feel like it's just taken over this multicolored food has just taken over my Instagram feed this year. I know. What do you think
2: about that? Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, <laughs> I think it is all Instagram hype literally because it just looks pretty in a picture. I, I, I think it – absolute thumbs down. It needs to get the hell out of here. Uh, it it The incorporation of artificial colorants and glitter <laughs> – Are not food, and I am significantly concerned about the endocrine or hormonal effects as well as the digestive effects and influence. Uh, It's like there's those glitter poop pills. I don't know if you've seen those. Yes, I've heard about that. poop Poop sparkle. Like, no, don't do that. That doesn't, there's nothing beneficial about that. So, yeah, I mean, I think that you can use things like spirulina and beet powder and. I did in like Stella's birthday cake, her first birthday cake, I used a little bit of beet puree, roasted beets in the coconut butter based frosting. And yes, using natural ingredients that also have a therapeutic purchase to color things I think is a great and fine thing for a special occasion. But generally speaking, I'm, I'm just not a fan. I'll just leave it there.
1: <laughs> awesome. Me neither. <laughs> Um, but avocado toast, on the other hand, I hope that sticks around. Um, huge fan of avocados. I don't do the toast, but we do ours on a, a sweet potato or um, for a grain-free option. I do a cauliflower toast, which I just posted a recipe on our blog. Right. Um, so those, I'm I'm all good with sticking around. Just yeah. Just unicorn colors. So yeah,
2: both being, you know, grain-free, sweet potato one being a carb option, cauliflower being very keto friendly and love the idea, love the vehicle for getting more fat back at the breakfast table. And um, I think that's a good thing, but yeah, I think getting creative with with what you use as your quote unquote toast uh, is also a favorable thing for sure.
1: Yes. Okay. Now in the same vein as like multicolored and unicorn foods, foods. (laughs) Um, what about these sugar bear gummy hair vitamins. So if you haven't seen these, I've heard the Kardashians talk all about them. They're okay. they're kind of buzzworthy in the celebrity world. And they're these little blue bears that have all kinds of claims about making your hair shiny and strong. And I looked at the ingredients. They're basically glucose syrup. So it's straight up sugar, some blue dye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Some artificial
2: colorants. I see that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm and then the other big concern is that a lot of the ingredients are in a synthetic form so when i'm looking at time i'm looking at a supplement my eye goes immediately to folate and b12 and what i want to see is a methylated form of folic acid so folic acid actually is a synthetic folate is the natural occurring form and methylfolate in a supplement is the bioavailable form of folate. Um, so you can see folinic folinic with an INIC, which is a, a little bit more of a bioavailable form held onto calcium. But generally speaking, you want to see methyl folate or methyl tetrahydrofolate or 5 MTHF um, as your forms of folate. Anytime you see folic acid. Um, That is a telltale sign that it is a lower quality, not bioavailable form. And for people that have MTHFR or a genetic mutation or SNP, um, they actually can create toxicity with folic acid. And we will get into a lot more of this when we get into our nutrigenomics episode. And then I'm so excited to announce that we will have Dr. Ben Lynch, the like, guru of MTHFR and uh, author of Dirty Genes coming on the show in the next couple weeks, and he will talk all about these things. But the other nutrient within that same vein that I look at is B12, and you also want to see that called methylcobalamin versus cyanocobalamin. And if you see cyanocobalamin, you know that that is the synthetic form. And again, in people that have issues with methylation, which is a process of building or excreting... Those people are not able to use the cyanocobalamin, and it can actually build up as a toxic compound or form of cyanide in their body. So again, easiest way to cruise your multivitamins or B-complexes is to check for folate and B12 and their forms. And if they're methylated, that's the first sign that it's a better quality product. Then you want to look for the dosages and other nutrients of focus and then the ingredients of the inactive things like becky said glucose syrup sugar as the first two ingredients and then it has artificial colorants so big old thumbs down for what are
1: these gummy bear whatever sugar bear gummies (laughs) yep yep and really the only thing that's even special about them they put a pretty hefty dose of biotin in them so biotin is beneficial for hair skin and nails you'd be better off using something like vital proteins, collagen or a hair skin and nails formula from pure encapsulations, um, than using something like this.
2: Yeah. And we will be coming out in the new year with a B complex, which also has the 5,000 micrograms of biotin. And, uh, yeah, we'll also be coming out with a children's chewable, which has all methylated B. So super excited about that. Stella has been testing it herself. Um, and, uh, that will have flavor in it but will not be as gnarly as this guy so if you want to be an adult eating a chewable multi that would be a much better option
1: and we do we have patients who do that and i respect it
2: but well, yeah look at your ingredients. absolutely okay. and for sure i yeah. think that if you're dealing with concerns of micronutrient deficiency you should always consider doing a micronutrient test becky and i use that as like a first line of defense with all clients it is a great way to check in on what drives a multitude of symptoms so beyond Physiological or physical appearance changes like brittle nails or hair loss or hair thinning. You can see reasons for anxiety or insomnia or increase of blood sugar levels or blood pressure by looking at your micronutrients. It looks at 35 different vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants, and it's a great way that you can enter into becoming a patient. Or you can do the micronutrient test as package A, where we just spend 15 to 20 minutes reviewing it with you really briefly, give you some supplement um, recommendations based on your body, and you kind of rock and roll from there.
1: Awesome, so yes, sugar bear gummies are cute, but that's about it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) If that, I I haven't seen them yet.
1: I mean, they're like little blue pastel gummy bears. Hmm.
2: okay.
1: Nothing special. (laughs) Okay. So now onto one that I know we like, um, we're seeing probiotic everything. So probiotics are not new, but we are hearing more and more talk about the microbiome and seeing new probiotic products coming up just about everywhere, like 20 types of sauerkraut and yeah. gut shots and kombucha.
2: Totally. And now, just like anything, when something becomes sexy, you have to kind of put on your reader glasses <laughs> and get to the facts. Um, I was just doing my Costco shopping on my Instagram stories, and I ended up in the refrigerated section. I, I never liked to like naysay products, but I had already posted a product of, it was called like gut immunity. And the only ingredients in it, it actually didn't have probiotics. It looked as if it would from the label, but it was just turmeric and orange juice. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, I feel like <laughs> you guys should just make our our turmeric lemonade, which has a lot more therapeutic ingredients in it. And yeah, anyway. <laughs> so definitely be mindful. And and the the benefits of probiotics speak for themselves. Listen to episode, was that 60, Becky? Yes. 60. On the yep. microbiome. Please. Go and listen to episode 60. We talk all about the microbiome, which you know starts in your mouth, goes all the way through the colon. Your, your gut bacteria has an influence in your skin, in your mood, in your immunity, in your brain, in so many different influences on your day-to-day functionality. And optimizing your microbiome is definitely a positive thing. However, just eating a bunch of probiotics isn't necessarily the turnkey solution for optimizing your microbiome. In fact, a lot of people that have imbalanced gut bacteria or dysbiosis have to do some form of a cleanse to kind of plow the field and reset their gut in order to seed and pollinate the good strains. So I recommend if you're dealing with digestive disturbances or if you're dealing with symptoms of dysbiosis that you check out our Beat the Bloat ebook, it's under allymillerrd.com books and programs uh, it's called beat the bloat cleanse and uh, it is an ebook all about candida and dysbiosis it has a quiz you can check where you're scoring there and then you consider can consider doing a six-week cleanse and then re-inoculate with our bacteria bundle so i love probiotic foods they're very wide and diverse but they can often be like a wildflower in the gut versus maybe strategically what your microbiome needs. So incorporating cultured vegetables and things that are lacto-fermented and probiotic dairy forms can all be good, however it's not a more is better thing you typically want to keep to like one choice a day so it also would include things like kombucha which has a scoby which is a symbiotic colony of yeast and bacteria so within kombucha cultured vegetables cultured yogurt try to keep within like one choice a day and listen to your body and your feedback because often the wildflowers can compete for killing off or kind of overweeding, if you will, the lactobacillus and bifido, which are the two most well-researched strains of gut bacteria. So I think it still is, for that sense, important to take a probiotic. And I would recommend our Restore Baseline Probiotic for that reason because it is a 50-50 blend of those two most well-studied cultures. And then our targeted strength is four times the potency of the Restore baseline in that same distribution. So, you know, that depending on where you're at in the spectrum, the Restore baseline may be a good fit for you or that targeted strength. And the other thing to watch out in the products is too many, or other probiotic products for that matter, is fermentable fibers. A lot of probiotic supplements add in um, potato starch, which I'm not a fan of because potato is actually a huge irritant in the IBD population. So I've seen a lot of my Crohn's and ulcerative colitis clients have intolerance to potatoes. So watch out for that. And then other prebiotic fibers like inulin and other additives. I am not a fan of the Garden of Life probiotics or really honestly a lot of Garden of Life products because they do not have a lot of bioavailable nutrients. And those are some that have a lot of those fermentable fibers and and not a lot of potency and purity of the strains that, that we're looking to get to reset your gut.
1: Awesome, so basically read between the lines and just because it says probiotic or prebiotic, this word we just talked about, it doesn't mean it's an amazing product or it has any, um, any place in your body.
2: Right, I prefer people to get their prebiotics which are basically non-digestible fibers, um, which feed bacteria to be in their food form. So things like asparagus and onions and garlic, those are great prebiotic fibers, cruciferous vegetables to feed good bacteria. But again, you might need to get in there and plow. So check out the Beat the Bloat ebook for that reason. So probiotics, thumbs up in general, just like user user discretion and more does not always equal better.
1: Awesome. Okay, how about this one? So these at-home food sensitivity panels. I am seeing so many different ones of these cropping up, like the pinner test and life extension panels. And I've seen such crazy variable results, even on the same patient doing multiple of these panels.
2: Well, that's concerning for sure. (laughs) So first thing being said, I have personally tested my MRT three times, my same blood, consistent results. So I, I always, anything that I'm gonna carry in my practice, I guinea pig on myself the heck out of it to make sure that it is accurate and the cool thing about mrt is that it looks at igg type 3 and type 4 so the delayed sensitivity but it also looks at inflammatory mediator release so it's actually looking at results evidence-based data the amount of inflammatory chemicals that are released by your blood by your white blood cells by your immune system's army of defense if you will so we're talking about things like cytokines and prostaglandins and inter- interleukins, excuse me. And so when we're looking at the results of an MRT test, there is significantly more accuracy and more results-based accuracy of how your body is responding in an inflammatory mechanism versus potentially a neutral false positive that we can see in high value with just a simple IgG test so my example is if you eat almonds every day there's a high chance that your IgG would be elevated to almonds and that could simply be your immune system just kind of tipping its hat (laughs) at almonds and saying, hey there, almond, how you doing type thing. Um, It does not necessarily mean that your immune system is going into battle mode in response to that food compound. The MRT test looks specifically at the combination of that tagging of IgG system, as well as the influence of inflammatory mediator release. So we actually get that kind of downstream hit of how angry your body is in response to the foods and chemicals so I'm a huge fan of testing I'm a huge fan of the elimination diet as the gold standard I love using the MRT test as a GPS to get as quickly as possible to the elimination diet outcomes but um, I mean I'm not gonna over the board foo-foo these tests I'm just gonna say that i'm not going to jump on board either in their accuracy and i'm going to definitely say positive things about if you're looking for results based information i would recommend the mrt test
1: right and beyond that too, working with a practitioner or someone who can interpret these results for you and help you to actually implement them yeah versus just getting this list of no's right
2: (laughs) Right, if I had a dollar for everyone that says, oh, well, I mean, I can interpret these results. It's so elementary. Uh, it's it's green, yellow, red. Eat the greens. Don't yep. eat the yellows. Don't eat the reds. Well, there's this whole concept of, as you guys have listened, or if you have, to our episode on MRT, we talk a lot about the influence of, it's, it's mutual inclusivity, not exclusivity, as far as how the data is applied. And it's important to be strategic within your scoring of your non-reactive foods and phase the system up. It's important to be mindful of things like Herxheimer reactions and as you reduce inflammation if the body goes into autoimmune attack. I mean, there's so many things that can hinder successful outcomes. And you can definitely get best bang for your buck from the data by working with someone who is LEAP certified or a registered dietitian that is well-versed in the panel,
1: like Becky and myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So work with us. Don't just stick your finger and send it away and hope for the best.
2: <laughs> right. Totally. I mean, that, that could make for a miserable multiple couple months without, without outcome. So what's the point? Sure.
1: Okay. So this next one, it's one I know that we are super excited about. And I don't know that it's a trend, but we'll call it that. I'm calling it the end of fat phobia. So we're seeing more and more healthy fat everywhere. Lots of new products lots of recipes promoting higher fat intake, new brands of things like grass-fed ghee and even you know coconut oil remaining popular despite the little attack by the American Heart <laughs> Association earlier this year. Bum, bum, bum. a huge upswing in keto users in general and lots of travel-friendly options. Um, but I think this all goes to show that people are not only eating more fat, but they're also caring about the quality of fat and they're yeah. realizing that low fat is is really no more
2: i mean yes 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 all of the fats (laughs) give me all of the fats um love the high fat low carb movement love that we're flipping the food pyramid you know over and we're learning about the influence of eat fat get skinny I, i I don't know. I mean we we're we're getting to the end of the episode and we got a couple more to go. I, I don't know what else I can say other than the fact that the fact that fat can create satiety, fat can optimize your metabolism, the use of your body fat as fuel in the process of ketosis is a beautiful mechanism that I am so passionate about helping people tap into and have only had amazing outcomes with clients. Yes, some need a little bit of tweaks and shifts, but just awesome stuff. And quality does matter because fat is where a lot of toxins are held. So when we're talking about full fat dairy, things like heavy cream and such, we do want to ensure absolutely bar none that it is are be GHB free because growth hormone and, and synthetic hormone use is going to be higher concentrated in fats right so definitely quality is key and that's something that I'm hoping continues to shed light in the new year as far as with the fat revolution we stay very focused and targeted on good quality sources and traditional sources and we're looking at things like 10-star ghee is one of my favorite brands of ghee and grass-fed forms of things like lard and tallow by Epic. I love Primal Kitchen's avocado oil. I love soaking and sprouting nuts and seeds and all of the new fun nut butters on the market. F-bombs are an awesome line and product that I love during travel and even at home. So great products on the horizon. Let's be sure that we can be tight on sourcing and quality And then, yes, yes, yes to all the fats.
0: Awesome.
1: So, fat is where it's at. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Okay. Second to last one here. Um, What about vitamin vaping? So, I don't personally have any experience or know of anyone who's done this, but I know we've talked a little bit about it. People are vaping things like B12 for energy. And I've seen a couple of products. I'm not all that impressed so far.
2: Yeah, I think it's questionable at best. Um, you know, yes, the capillaries are an area for absorption. So in your lungs, in your respiratory tract, you definitely absorb things into the bloodstream for sure. But the lungs can also be easily irritated and putting foreign matter into your lungs is probably not a good thing i don't think that vitamins are supposed to be inhaled um i do think there's positives to oxygen bars to be clear but like just just oxygen i'm talking about Um, especially like oxygen after a marathon something like that yes (laughs) but um, other than that i don't think that foreign matter belongs in your lungs and my concern would be in like the mechanisms that create the vapor and like that that what are you conducting with the heat and any time we're combusting something to create smoke, what's going on there as far as free radicals? Um, I know you posted what you found uh, as a label of um, a vape pen. And again, we see the cyanocob. So it's a B12 vape pen. I think that's what that's called. But it has cyanocobalamin. So again, the synthetic form of B12, which actually can become toxic in the body. So probably not something you want to pull into your bloodstream via your lungs as a more probably rapid absorption and um, just a lot of gunk in there. There was ethyl alcohol, cane sugar, natural flavors, which means nothing and could be genetically modified. Um, I I definitely don't see that as I'm giving that a thumbs down and nothing I would recommend. Uh, You're much better doing a B12 lozenge for sure in a methylated or hydroxycobalamin form.
1: Yes. And again, micronutrient testing. If you're dealing with chronic fatigue or something like that, you don't want to shoot in the dark with all of these miracle cure and prescribing Absolutely. yourself 20 I mean, right. billion supplements. <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, even B12 injections and such. I mean, eventually you're just making expensive urine. So you want to make sure that it's warranted as needed because you could be supplementing with B12 and all the while you have CoQ10 deficiency or carnitine deficiency, you know? So you need to be incorporating something with L-carnitine and ribose, like our boost and burn supplement over a B12 lozenge, you know? You just don't know.
1: Okay. Awesome. So last one here, and we kind of touched on this on the fat is back point, but ketosis and intermittent fasting within that. So I think ketogenic diets were really one of the biggest trends of 2017. For sure. They're not going away anytime soon. And for example, on social media platforms, um, hashtags for keto Thanksgiving and, Keto holiday recipes were one of the biggest trends that we saw in food over Thanksgiving.
2: Yeah, and highest health books sold in the year with ketosis. I don't know the numbers, but I mean it's been insane. And I just I, I'm going to be I, I talked with Jimmy Moore on his Living Levita low carb and I think my episode with him airs on January second. Um, but yeah, he and I were just talking about, like anything, when the trends come, you got to watch out for kind of, not the wolves and sheepskin, but kind of. I can't think of the, you know, fill in the blank, blah, 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 but... It's that idea of you know something's trendy so now the big wigs are trying to get on and the money's trying to come on and that authenticity factor is something you really have to watch for and be tight with when we're talking about what is a beneficial program or a beneficial product um, versus what is a buzz food that's that's very hollow in its nature so I'm happy you say this as The best for last because i think going along with yes fat is back (laughs) my thumbs up for number eight i think it is going to continue to be a big trend for our clinic um you know i've been practicing ketosis clinically since 2008 uh or inwards of 2009 and continue to just sing praises the benefits of again the high fat low carb movement and lifestyle and how, when we wring out glucose as our fuel source and convert the body to become fat adapted, the beneficial outcomes can be absolutely endless. Um, I hope, with that being said, that you guys um, consider one of the last spots in our program. Uh, again, it's under books and programs, virtual ketosis. And you can use the code KETO2018, K-E-T-O 2018, to get 50 bucks off. Um, and it's six live classes. It is a bunch, I think, over 20 different downloads of customizable materials. The 2 ebooks. And um, we'd love to have you as a member in the program. We'll post, be posting, I'm sure, some testimonials uh, ongoing into the holiday season and after. Um, and uh, it's it's for sure sure to sell out. If you guys miss a spot in the program, we welcome you to do private ketosis classes or at least check out the ebook bundle. But um, definitely a way i have found personally to feel very grounded and balanced and something that i crave after the holiday season to get kind of locked and loaded back in for cognitive function and mood stability after a little bit of the flightiness of the carb cycles that come with the holiday season
1: okay y'all there you have it these are (laughs) our predictions on what's staying and what's going and this has just been so so much fun We want to thank you all so much for listening. And if you love the podcast, please pop on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Happy 2018, guys.
2: Thanks for tuning in. I hope that this is your best year yet, guys.
0: Thank you for listening to the Naturally Nourished podcast. Visit our blog at AllieMillerRD.com for recipes, wellness tips, and food as medicine meal plans.